Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. This is the Juice on the Cues podcast, covering Syracuse basketball, lacrosse, and football. Hello, Syracuse. Welcome back to the Juice on the Cues podcast presented by Rivals.com. I'm your host, Wes Chang. Thanks so much for joining us on this Wednesday, September 6, 2023. We've got a great show for you today. As always, Syracuse basketball had its elite camp in August, and 2025 center Ben Winker will be joining us to talk about his experience. And then the Juice Online editor-in-chief Brad Beerman will be on to talk about the football team's win over Colgate and realignment. And that's where I wanted to begin today's show. On Friday, the ACC announced Cal, Stanford, and SMU will be joining the ACC in the 2024 season. And that means that Syracuse athletes will need to fly 2,300 miles to the Bay Area to compete in conference games against Cal and Stanford. Now, Cal and Stanford are only accepting 30% revenue for the first seven years that they're in the conference. And if that wasn't enough, SMU is taking exactly $0 for the first nine years they're in the league. Zero, nada, nothing. I've never seen such a lopsided deal before, but that's the nature of conference realignment now. But my main question now is, does this make the ACC more stable? And I'm not sure it does. If the goal was to create an ACC that can stand the test of time with realignment, I'm not sure if upsetting Florida State, Clemson, and North Carolina, the three schools that voted against expansion, is the way to do it. Either way, here we are. The ACC is up to 18 teams. Syracuse is going to get to know San Francisco a lot better over the next few years. And we'll really have to see if this is a winning strategy when the ACC grant of rights is up in the 2030s. We'll get into this more with Brad Beardman later, and I will be joined after the break by Ben Winkler. I'm Wes Chang. This is the Juice on the Cues podcast. So as I mentioned at the top of the show, Syracuse basketball held its elite camp in August. They hosted around a dozen recruits. One of them was Ben Winkler, and we welcome him on the program now. Ben, thanks so much for taking time to speak with us. Yeah, Yeah, and Ben, we'll get you started on this one. You were at Syracuse Elite Camp in 2022. You were there just a couple weekends ago for the 2023 edition. How did it go for you? Yeah, so um, I I had had a great time. Uh, Talked with a lot of the coaches. Uh, It's really nice to get to, you know, interact with them, build a little bit of relationship with them. Um, In the first half of the day, we did a little bit of skills and drills. Um, However, I rolled my ankle about halfway through that, so I sat from about, 11 until the game. So I just I sat, I spanked gold, taped it up. But, uh, yeah, I was, I was ready to go. Played in all, played in all the games. Um, played, we played, I believe, three games. Um, competition there was fantastic. Um, you know, I got to play against, got to play against a few guys that they, that they offered. I got to play against a few, few good guards. Uh, yeah. Um, especially being the only, I was, wasn't the only, probably wasn't the only kid, but being one of the only kids from, you know, the Midwest region, uh, you know, most, uh, most good there from the Northeast. So, um, it's just nice to get to, uh, to get to play with some kids I haven't really ever played with. And, you know, they play a little bit of a different style of basketball than we do here. So, uh, yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. 
Ben, your recruitment's really starting to take off. You're considered a four-star recruit by many of the mainstream recruiting services. You recently picked up offers from SIUE and Florida Gulf Coast. How does that feel? Uh, it feels really good. You know, um, it's a culmination of a lot of, a lot of work, a lot of time put in, you know, early mornings, late nights. Um, you know, it just it feels feels very rewarding. Um, it's just it's been, it's been a dream. I've played Division One basketball for as long as I can remember. So to see to see it come, kind of coming, uh, see it kind of forming a little bit more is is very exciting. Ben, are certain schools recruiting you harder than others right now, or do you have any that are standing out to you in your process so far? Yeah, so um, obviously uh, SAUE offered me. Yes, uh, I've been hearing from them a lot lately. So I visited there yesterday. Um, Timo, Southeast Missouri. Um, I was there actually the day after I went to Syracuse. Yeah. I. Uh, I went to their camp. They offered me back in June. I've been hearing from them a lot. And same with, same with Florida Gulf Coast. Uh, went to their camp. I've been talking to their coaches a lot, too. I've talked to uh, South Dakota. We've been, you know, chatting a little bit. And uh, those are probably the top four schools I've been from as of late. Ben, I know that when you were in Syracuse in 2022, you got to meet and speak with Coach Beheim. But can you describe your relationship with the Syracuse coaching staff right now? Yeah, I mean, I think it's, I think it's a great program. Um, you know, I know I know it was Bayhans last last year, um, but um, you know, I think he he did a really great job of building programs up to what it is today. And um, you know, I think Coach Autry will continue that legacy for him. Yeah, I I really like all the coaches. I like I love G Mac. I love I love Coach Autry. I love and uh, I love Coach Griffin. Coach, Coach Griffin is the one that uh, actually called called me and invited me up there. So. I really like, I love all the coaches up there. And Ben, we'll get you out of here on this one. I've watched your tape. You're definitely a guy who knows how to use his size and athleticism around the basket. But for those of you who haven't seen your tape, describe the kind of player you are, an NBA comparison you have, and also what you're looking to build on this season. I've been, I've been working a lot this offseason on improving a uh, little short-range, mid-range uh, jumper, you know, a little 10-15 footer. I've been, working, I've been working a lot on my body. I've been working a lot on getting bigger, stronger, and uh, I've been working a lot on Agility and speed, trying to guard all five positions, and um, I'm, uh, you know, I'm kind of, I've, I've kind of been a tradition, I guess you could say, traditional big guy for most of my career, but I'm sort of trying to expand my game a little bit, and I'm trying to, you know, a, a player that I like to, I'd like to model my game off of is uh, Nikola Jokic. Um, I, that's who I'm, that's who I'd like to strive to be. You know, probably, probably, probably not the flashiest player you, you think of, but you know, he gets, he has a great job. He he wins ball games and, uh, and uh, yeah, very fundamental. And that's who I like. That's who I'm striving to be. Thank you. Thank you, Ben. Really appreciate it. Good luck this season. All right. Thank you. Ben Winker, ladies and gentlemen, six foot ten, two hundred twenty-five pound center from Chaminade in St. Louis. He's definitely someone who Syracuse has their eye on. On top of attending elite camp for the past two seasons, he also took an unofficial visit to Syracuse last September. So he's definitely someone who knows the staff well. We'll take a quick break. Brad Bierman will join us after. I'm Wes Jang. This is the Juice on the Cues podcast. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. 
If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. So Syracuse opened up its season with a 56-0 win over Colgate on Saturday. We welcome on the Juice Online Editor-in-Chief, Brad Bierman, to break it all down. Brad, how are you today? I am doing well, Wes. Thank you. Brad, what were your main takeaways as Syracuse moved to 1-0 on the season with that romp over Colgate? Certainly, uh, everything turned out as it should have. And, Wes, you know I've been a longtime proponent of this is how Syracuse football schedules should be with no sort of preseason or exhibition games in college football, this is how you start. You start against an FCS teams. Uh, teams practice for the month of August. Players are sick and tired of going after someone in their own color jersey by the end of the month. And at the beginning of September, they want to hit guys in a different colored uniform. And uh, going up against an FCS team is just perfect in developing Looking at the participation report for this game, the coaching staff was able to play nearly 75 players. So this is just invaluable experience going up. Sure, it's it's an FCS team, but it's a college football team, and there's plenty to get from the video for all the position group coaches. This is just a perfect teaching opportunity. Then for the game itself, uh, going as expected, well, great to see Garrett Schrader coming back from his injury leading the offense. And What's really stood out to me, we talked about it in the preseason, Wes, I'm looking for six players to step up at the wide receiver spot, and I think the early glimpse with the Colgate game shows us that there is a lot of talent there. There's a lot of different people that can come in and out of the lineup, and that's going to be key because, again, they're not showing everything you know, uh, from a game plan perspective in the opening game against an FCS team. Love the offense. Still some question about the offensive line. I think that's going to be a work in progress through the non-conference portion of the schedule. Defense, what's not to like for Rocky Long in his first game is the D.C., a shutout. Now, albeit it's Colgate, but in the game of football, the ball bounces different ways or fluke uh, situations. You know, even an FCS team can kick a field goal, but no, uh, a shutout, I think, was kind of uh, a poetic uh, element to this game with Rocky Long taking over uh, as the defensive coordinator. Love uh, Brady Denenberg on the kickoffs. That was really uh, something that uh, Dino Babers has talked about repeatedly. Every kickoff should be a touchback, have that team start without returning a kickoff. And at the same time, I liked Syracuse's special teams, Return man Adams, he had one mistake on a ball at the eight-yard line, but overall liked his speed, his versatility. I think he's really going to be a threat in the return game this season. So overall, as expected, I didn't. no one really thought maybe as high as 65 points, certainly the most in, for a Dino Babers coach team, but really good showing in, in, in the tune-up against an FCS team and now really put Syracuse, in my opinion, West in great shape to go up against a Mid-American Conference foe in Game 2 in Western Michigan. Brad, I opened the show on this, and I want to get your take on it. SMU, Cal, and Stanford are officially joining the ACC. What do you make of all of this? 
from a far west this entire off season it's been a head scratcher for me and my 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 thoughts that jump out after the ACC did announce Stanford Cal and, and SMU coming aboard is it's a little bit too little too late almost because there's no way I can't think that the ACC and the administrators that work around Jim Phillips, very talented people in that office now in Charlotte, they know all of these scenarios that are going to play out, or they're putting all the different proposed scenarios up there. After UCLA and USC left for the Big Ten a year ago now, everyone had to know that was the starting pin that was getting pulled and was just going to explode as a bomb and was, you know, the Pac-12 going to be not resembling anything we've known in the history of Pac-12 and Pac-10 football, and that's exactly what happened. So this spring, Washington and Oregon leave. There's number two warning signal that this is really happening. The Big Ten's not fooling around. They have new TV contracts with Fox, CBS, and NBC, three networks covering Big Ten football. They're going to grow. They're going to make sure that product is the maximum for those for those network TV dollars. So at that point, to me, you would think the ACC is thinking with ESPN, well, there's all this other inventory out there, meaning the remaining schools from the Pac-12, does it kind of make sense to have an Atlantic and Pacific type of uh, arrangement? Well, they've done that now, albeit with just two schools from the Pac-12, and adding an SMU. It looks great for image. It looks great for branding. It looks great for academics. It looks great for Olympic sports. But, you know, SMU is emerging. But Cal and Stanford football have struggled, you know, from uh, residing in the Bay Area. The, the attendance at home has really been miserable the last few years. So we'll see, you know, how that inventory translates to, you know, football and what ESPN is going to be looking to do in increasing that pot of revenue for all the schools so there's not future change in the ACC. But I think that is exactly what's going to happen, Wes. I think what this has done is it means that, uh, you know, change is just going to continue. I mean, here's this change, and I just think it's going to lead to more change. And still, as we see the composition of the Power Five conferences in college football will not still be the same as we see in 2024 as it will be by the end of the decade. And Brad, we're right at the end of our show. You have a closing thought? I do, Wes, and it's going to stay uh, with college football and uh, Colorado's uh, uh, incredible win in week one against TCU and Deion Sanders uh, taking over the Buffalo program. But to me, what it signifies is this is now another year of major change as we know it in college football, how it's orchestrated with the transfer portal. And for traditionalists and uh, old school followers of the sport from, from past decades, it's just incredible for me to see that you, coaches are going to be able to do entire roster turnovers in college football with players being, you know, transferring, being readmitted to universities, enrolling in classes, you know, making this, their uh, year-round effort in, in, in practicing with their new teammates. But this kind of roster turnover is now happening in the sport. is just incredible to me. And then coaches can f- find success instantly without, without having to worry about traditional recruiting of players from high school or the JUCO ranks. And that's just one of the dynamic uh, paradigm shifts in college football that really amazes me going into the 2023 season. 
Brad, I'll close the show on Syracuse freshman running back Ike Daniels. He was named ACC Rookie of the Week after he carried the ball 11 times for 63 yards and caught two passes for 15 yards in Syracuse's win over Colgate. He's part of a Syracuse offensive effort that put up 677 yards of total offense. That's a new program record. Yes, it's Colgate. Yes, they're an FCS opponent, but you have to play the games on your schedule, and Syracuse looked every bit the dominant school they should have in the win. That's it for us. I want to thank my guest, 2025 Center Ben Winkler, the Juice Online Editor-in-Chief Brad Bierman. And this is Wes Chang reminding you that timing is everything. That's a cliche. Now, if I had said that a long time ago, I would have been original. You've been listening to the Juice on the Cues podcast presented by Rivals.com, and we'll see you next time.